Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 519th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got Lord Jushiro. Hey, y'all. And we've also got the fluffiest Whimsicott. Buongiorno. And we're here to bring you in another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. And we talk everything here, Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. I guess not Pokemon Masters, unless unless Shamu's on and mm. there's news. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Sigma, maybe. Or Sigma. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely not Cafe Remix. I don't think we talk about that, but... <laughs> no. We don't talk about it enough. I, I think we talk about it enough. <laughs> We've mentioned its name, which is about as much as it yeah. deserves to be talked about. Exactly. I, it, it's one of those things that was like a cash grab. Definitely trash grab. Or yeah. not trash grab. Cash it's grab. It's no Pokemon Puzzle League. That's for sure. Freudian slip there. Yeah, Freudian slip real bad. It's definitely not a Pokemon Puzzle League. Dude, if they just dropped another Pokemon Puzzle League, we just got new Pokemon Snap. Give me new Pokemon Puzzle League and give me like right. anime <laughs> references all over the place again. I think that would be yep. fantastic. I think it would work out really well. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a hot minute. I haven't been on the show for a whole week. And mm. uh, I know, right? But I wanted to know what you guys have been up to lately. I know Jishiro has some. I don't want you to talk too much about it since it's going to relate to the topic today. But go ahead. Tell us what you're doing. Yes. Since last time we were on on the show, um, the guys here really scratched my itch or uh, tickled my itch for Pokemon. So I got back to Shield. I restarted the game. And uh, right now, I just this morning before we record, I just got Calyrex. So it's fre- the whole game's fresh in my mind. Which horsey did you choose? I choose the dark one. The ghost Ooh. one, you mean? Yeah. Same. Sorry, the, the ghost one, yeah. So, uh, for whatever reason, I thought it was dark uh, for the longest time. Mm-hmm. To be fair, they're both good, so there's no wrong answer. Right. My first playthrough, I got all the wrong versions. I got the water dark version of Ushi, uh, Ushifu and uh, the ice version of, Kara, uh, of the horse, so mm-hmm. I corrected those wrongs this time around. I see, I see. That's good. Uh, that's good. Uh, any, what about you, Winsicat? What have you been up to? So I, I tried to play through S.H.I.E.L.D. myself, actually. <laughs> then I essentially ended up playing Cat Nurse for <laughs> the best part of the last month. <laughs> because, <laughs> so my cats are extremely smart, and one of them got into a fight with, I presume, the neighborhood bully cat. Oh, no. And got bitten, and the bite got infected, and so he had to be on antibiotics and house rest for a week, which meant I had to keep an eye on him, like, almost 24-7, not getting a lot of sleep, being, like, anxious about the cat not being well, but, phew, control visit at the vet, he's fine, Sasha's good, I can finally rest. Five days later, <laughs> the other cat comes in. 
Oh no. <laughs> With a scratch on his cheek. Poor and I'm like, kitty. Misha, are you okay? <laughs> and he wasn't okay. So another course of antibiotics and another like week of being home 24 seven with the cat. And then I take him back to the vet and the vet is like, mm, he's like, yeah, okay, this part is fine. But the part where he literally scratched himself bloody because <laughs> the other thing yeah. was bothering him, it's not healed yet. So have another four days of antibiotics and please have him wear the cone of shame. So, <laughs> so the cat is currently lying on the couch, wearing the cone of shame, and I'm upstairs recording, but the last look he gave me was so offended, <laughs> like, <laughs> the poor baby, I swear. Oh, I mean, no. it's his fault, he wasn't very smart, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing. It's apparently been cat month, because I haven't mentioned it, but I went through that last weekend where my cat ate plastic and he had an obstruction. Oh no, poor baby. Yeah, wow. he was able to poop that obstruction, thank God. But yes, that was like my last weekend where I had to spend over $700 for a cat x-rays. What? So we he can determine that the little loved one... Um, had in some plastic and now he had to poop it out, but he had been puking all day because he couldn't process oh. anything and it was oh. hilariously awful. Poor baby. <laughs> yeah, he's I'm fine so now. Sorry. Yeah, it's no, fine. I'm glad. I'm glad that he's fine, but. I'm more angry at him than anything munching on plastic. He ate some of the bread, uh, plastic bags, oh uh, that God. was oh left in the counter. So, um, so yeah, he likes to munch on plastic for whatever reason. Yeah, I've so, got yeah. one like that. We both have very smart pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Good to know. I've been following the leaks this week of BDSP. Um, I don't want to go into them here because I don't want to spoil them for people. Mm -hmm. But I've been doing that this week. I don't know. I, I played a little Pokemon TCG here and there. And then I actually, on stream, we did uh, Pokemon Platinum playthroughs. We started doing another Nuzlocke, which was a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, Nuz I, I, I need to sit down. I, I think I'm more excited for BDSP, honestly, as like a chance to get to play Diamond and Pearl again without having to Nuzlocke. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. Honestly, because like I know which Pokemon are in which routes and I know their percentages because I, I think I've Nuzlocke those games more than any others. Mm. Because Platinum is actually like more is like notoriously difficult as a Nuzlocke. Yeah. So I, I've definitely tried to do that one several times, and it it definitely is difficult. Uh, at least maybe it won't be so much if you play BDSP now, just because of the uh, experience share now mm -hmm. being always on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I legitimately had the thought maybe I should Nuzlocke BDSP when I get it, just so it's not too boring. <laughs> <laughs> That probably makes me a bad Pokemon fan, but... I I don't know that I will find BDSP boring, per se. Yeah. I, I think that it's going to be a refreshing experience, if anything. I don't know. I like, and, and you know what's wrong with my brain at, at this point? Like, Lots of things. But specific, <laughs> narrow it down for us, but I'll narrow it down for you this time. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so right on so many levels, thank you, Shiro. Uh, and, uh, but... Like, the thing that's wrong with my brain is just, like, if you give me, like, an empty Pokedex in a Pokemon game at this point, like, I'm just gonna go fill it. I don't care if it's the same Pokemon I've caught already. <laughs> I'm just gonna go, like, I need that check mark in that specific game file. 
That's probably what I'm going to do, honestly, because I think at this point, for me to enjoy this particular game, I'm going to A, have to play through it with Puckle. Yes. And B, have to fill a national Pokedex that I never completed before. Right. I can completely understand that. Yeah, it's uh, the, the thing that I find most uh, interesting about BDSP as a whole is that I don't know. I think I think maybe the three of us would probably be seeing it in a completely different way than what they intend for us to see it as. Yeah. Because what do you mean? Well, so if we look at like the the gap between like original release and then the remake of the prior remakes, mm-hmm. the, I don't think anything is as drastic as BDSP is. And so, like, I mean, Leaf Green Fire Red came out probably like I think it was five or six years after Red and Blue came out. Which isn't that long. Mm, I think it was more like, wasn't it like 8 to 11? Uh, well, okay, it depends on where you live, I think is the answer. Because that was back in the time before international releases. So in the US, mm-hmm. which is where the podcast is based, which is where I'm going to put all of my relevance, instead of doing math for every region Excuse that ever Excuse me, existed. I'm sitting uh, right here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Red and Blue came out in the United States... In 1998, in 2004, Leaf Green and Fire Red released. It was between it was uh, it was like six years, probably a little less, because I think Red and Blue dropped in like September, and I think Leaf Green Fire Red showed up in May. Mm. Question mark. We'll go with that. Yeah, Thatch's memory is almost reliable. So that's something that I've been thinking about. Is like so that's six years, and then if you look at Gold and Silver to Heart Gold Soul Silver, that was about nine years. 10 to 9 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Auras and original release of Ruby and Sapphire. That's 2003 to 2014. And so that's you're looking at 11 years there. Mm-hmm. And then now you look at BDSP, which is 2021. And like even if you live in the US and you got it later than in Japan, you're looking at a 14-year time difference. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. And it's actually a little bit more than that because in 2007, I believe it was like an April-ish release for uh mm-hmm. diamond and pearl and it's a it's a november release for bdsp so it so just like that's enough time for somebody to go through puberty <laughs> like no like, like i'm being honest like no yeah i know so if you so if you think about it like in that way and it, the problem is we're old farts mm-hmm. and so we're thinking like yeah well i've already kind of played this game and so like if it's a really like the faithful remake it's not going to be a good time but it's just like, yeah, but maybe it's not really meant for us. Maybe it's meant for yeah. like the kid that's fifteen. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know? I'm, I'm of all the poker group, I think I'm the most casual <laughs> of the uh, of the hoes. At least my perspective is a little bit different on Diamond and Pearl, mostly because for me, the generation that turned me off and almost made me quit Pokemon was the third generation was Ruby Sapphire. No, no, that's true for a lot of people actually. Like Gen Three is like where we had a huge drop off. That game almost made me quit. Yeah. Right. And it was Diamond and Pearl who brought me back, kind of like the story of Puckle. <laughs> it was Diamond mm. and Pearl that actually brought me back into the game and get me got me hooked again to the point where I'm still playing now. So it does hold a, a special place. Now, the caveat is, unlike you guys, I haven't played it since back then. So... <laughs> Oh, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, if you wanted to buy it now, like if you want to buy that game used, I think the price is insane. 
Yeah, yeah. They always are. You're paying more than $60, which is the price of BDSP. Yeah. So I don't know what rose color lenses I'm, I'm going to play this game. I might play it and, and re- yes, this was definitely the game that brought me back and I love it. Or it might be like, wow, this was it. That this is what did it for me. <laughs> See, that's funny because technically I've never played Diamond and Pearl. I played through Platinum once back in the day when it came out. <laughs> so in theory, I should feel the same way you do. But what's stopping me from being hyped for this game is that for the first time, I don't feel like I'm getting a new Pokemon game because all Ooh. the remakes that came before this one added something. Right. Or mm. at least were, you know, current to their generation. This one is taking something away. This one's yeah. a little weird. It's not the next Pokemon game, you know? Yeah, yeah well, we'll we'll definitely have more to say next week, but like it's mm. like it, yeah. this is this one's weird. But I think we'll leave it on that note. And mm-hmm. we're we're going to kick it on over to the news where we're going to cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. The news has a number of things to talk about today. First being that BDSP releases this Friday. Woo! And it's already leaked, for those of you who are unaware. (laughs) Boo. Yep. If you want to look at the leaks, you can always go to the Puckle Discord. We have a uh, spoilers chat you can go check. But of course, you can leave yourself unspoiled. Yes. From a 14-year-old game. Yeah. There's going to be a patch uh, for... No, actually, the patch was last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday. That's what I meant. Uh, that's what I meant. November 11th. Which is super funny. Uh, there is a version 1.1 patch to f- make you forget that 1.0 ever existed. Um, and it includes some communication features uh, where you can only like interact with one other person in the union room currently. Mm. But they will update it to include more multiplayer features in the future. And it's going to activate a few other things as well. You would think, what would be the reason to have a union room if you can't have more than one person in it. Union Room gave me real bad flashbacks, to be fair, like when it first was shown. Hmm. But yeah, the, the games have leaked. You can go check it out. It's it's somewhat interesting. Um, I Somewhat. I'm going to say somewhat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some mythical Pokemon distributions have been announced. So in BDSP, if you have Sword or Shield save data on your Switch, you will receive a Jirachi. That's cool. Also in BDSP, if you have Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee save data, you can receive a Mew. Yeah. And in Pokemon Legends Arceus, if you have Sword and Shield save data on your Switch, you will receive a Shaming in its original form. Mm-hmm. Also, um, if you have Legends Arceus and you have Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee save data on your Switch, you will receive an exclusive outfit. Ooh. That's, of course, themed to Pikachu and Eevee. I honestly kind of like this. I was kind of like a little part of me wanted it to go a little bit further. Mm. Always. Because because I really I really like the idea of like, oh, you played these other games on the same console. Mm-hmm. Here's some bonuses. Yeah. Uh, for being a Pokemon fan. And I think I think it's a really good way to handle things. Yeah. I love it. That are super old mythicals like Mew and Jirachi. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Celebi's still unavailable in Gen 8, which is kind of bummer, but I was kind of hoping somebody would be like, yeah, if you have Pokemon S- Snap save data, <laughs> you can get Celebi. Oh, that would have been amazing, yeah. That's what I was kind of hoping for. That would have been fun. So, yeah, move on. <laughs> as an update for a game that I've downloaded yet, have played yet because of anxiety, DCGY has been announced as the next playable character for Pokemon Unite and will be released on November 19. I'm excited for this one. Like, I, I usually play Defenders, but... I'm really excited to just, like, play Decidueye. I He's one of my favorite starters. Mine, too. He's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jushiro, you should play. Just come and hang out with us, and we'll play with you, and we won't even comment on you being bad. Really? We'll think it. Okay. But we won't tell you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you guys have been sniping at each other all morning. Get some more coffee, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally a joke that because we like each other. This, this is our relationship. <laughs> we love each other. Yeah. In other news, Shiny Zamzenta is now available for US players. If you uh and it goes until November nineteenth, you get the codes at GameStop. If you are a patron of the Puckle Podcast, those should be up by the time this is going. The post should have been made on probably Sunday. Uh, uh, with the shiny Zamazenta and the shiny Zashin both running. So you guys can go pick those up. And if you are on the Discord, actually, I believe there's a shiny Celebi or Dada Zarud. I forget which one. Ooh, gotta head there. Definitely check those out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I really want to read this next piece of news verbatim as it was written down. That felt really weird to pronounce verbatim like that because it's a latin word it's not pronounced like that but anyway (laughs) now for the download data we have all been waiting for pokemon cafe remix has exceeded 10 million downloads how (laughs) and as a reward 5,000 golden acorns will be given to you if you log in over the next week that how was not my addition well if you're somebody who's like super into cafe remix i could see this working out okay think with me you got your switch you download cafe remix you got your phone you download cafe remix you got your ipad you download cafe remix so you're telling me that about three million people yeah all over the world have downloaded pokemon cafe remix that's still a lot more people than i anticipated that's about three million more people than i expected yes <laughs> well jokes on you uh whimsicott because the most hyped update that has ever been is that a mr mime jr has been added to the pokemon smile app <laughs> since that game still gets updates apparently yeah i didn't know it still got updates i just thought they put it on they're like that's cool and then we forgot about it <laughs> Well, speaking of an app that's in decline, Pokemon Go, we've got, uh, we've got some stuff for them. Uh, November's Community Day is happening this upcoming weekend, and it's going to be on November 21st. It is going to be Shinx to celebrate, uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes, obviously. Mm. Um, mm. but you can get shiny Shinx and Shinx candy. Yay! 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 Yay. <laughs> Yay. Pokemon Go, it's too cold to play outside Ooh. now. <laughs> it snowed this morning. Really? Oh, God. I was like, yeah. If it was pleasant though, because like it was like one of those like daybreak things, and like it's not like a lot of snow. It's like a November snow, mm. so it's just like right, right. Th- like in places because the roads aren't cold enough to like gather it. You say November is low, no, as as if I get snow in November, but whatever. I have no idea um, how the rest of the world works. I've lived in the Midwest my entire life. So, uh, 
Still tied into Pokemon Go, tying in in the BDSP release, they have announced an event called the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl Celebration, and it's running from November 16th to November 21st. You're gonna find Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup wearing Lucas and Dawn's hats, which is kind of adorable. They can be shiny. Mm -hmm. The incubator distance will be reduced to 50%, and the super incubator distance will be reduced to 33%, and... And a collection challenge will run to catch all the hat starters. And if you get them all, you will encounter a Frostlass, you will get 1000 XP and 300 Stardust. That's kind of underwhelming. Woo! <laughs> wow, super exciting. Good job, guys. Uh, this lawn's green. I don't kill yourself, Jushiro. Don't read the whole thing. No worries. <laughs> so, for those of you guys who are going to get DP but still want to take time off from that to play some more Go, they are going to be celebrating the release, as we have been discussing, by these two parts. Part number one, Brilliant Diamond from November 16th to the 18th. There's going to be a bunch of Pokemon available. Real quick, uh, we'll have a uh, Tortwig. Chimchar, Piplup, uh, a, a Seal, Murkrow, Puccina, Aaron, Bidoof, Cricketa, Bunnery, Stunky, Cider, well, a bunch of them. They're going to be available in the wild. The starters, as uh, as uh, Whimsicott had mentioned, will have the hats. They're also going to be, well, basically a lot of Diamond Pokemon are going to be released from November 16th to the 18th. And then from the 18th to the 21, they're going to be celebrating Shining Pearl with exactly the same thing. More Pokemon exclusives from that version will be available, including the starters with the hats from the trainers. So... If you guys are excited for both Go and Diamond and Pearl, all four of you, you're going to have a lot to be excited about. <laughs> okay, well, four is probably like an understatement, but mm. uh, like Pokemon Go is still like popular. I'm just saying that the numbers are always smaller <laughs> each year. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But in Puckle News, we've got uh, one thing. Um, this is just like, this is more of like a warning than I think actual news. But uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with what we do in the Puckle community during the holiday season, which is rapidly approaching us, I like to think that we're in it. That was listening to Christmas music this morning, whether you like it or not. Oh, you're one of them's nemesis is the same. Don't try to trash on my happiness just because you can't be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might I might have been singing Oh Holy Night badly, I might add, around the house. So, But we actually, uh, what we usually do is in the month of December, we have a, a group of giveaways that we call the Puckle Advent Calendar. For those of you who are unfamiliar with what an Advent Calendar is, every day in December leading up to Christmas, we will... Um, you open a thing up, you usually get like a piece of chocolate, but we're going to be doing Pokemon giveaways. This year is going to be a little bit different than prior years. We're going to have a choice of three Pokemon pretty much every day, except for the first day. I think the first day, um, December 1st is going to be like a six IV ditto. We always do it. Makes you guys happy. Mm-hmm. Yay. These are all going to be for Sword and Shield, unfortunately, because we can't guarantee that there's going to be like automation for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Um, but this is, that's also the competitive game. So there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but every day, other than that, there's going to be a choice between three Pokemon. We're going to probably make it a Twitter poll or something like that. And what we're going to do is we'll give away the top one each day. Uh, Twitter, we'll ask for like some kind of Twitter metric to be hit. And if we hit that Twitter metric, we'll actually go ahead and, uh, give away two Pokemon the next day instead of just one. If you're in the Patreon, I'm going to say pretty much at any level. I don't care what level. Uh, well, $5 and above, we'll say. Uh, you, you can go ahead and get an extra Pokemon than the one that we would have been giving away. So it's uh, possibly three a day if you're a patron, possible two a day if you're not a patron. 
So just something to something thrown out there. Exciting. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm pretty excited to do it. I, I appreciate doing Advent Calendar. There's always a bunch of people who get a good kick out of it. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> glad that we can help them out. I mean, we're talking something like you can get like up to 60-ish Pokemon if you're a patron. Oof. I'm excited. I'm a patron. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> so on that note, though, um, we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz. We're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Thank you for that introduction. We're going to go ahead and jump right into these questions. We're going to go first with uh, our first question is going to be from Trevster, the late night legend. Uh, oh, actually, well, you know what? No, you guys can get this. It's a true or false question. You have you have a 50-50 chance whether or not you know the content. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Unite question. Is Hurtier in Pokemon Unite? You monster. At all. Like, they're talking, like, whether it's a spawn or, or, like, a playable character. It doesn't matter which, as long as it's, like, in Pokemon Unite. I have played zero seconds of that game. I do not like that game. I, I have played zero seconds, but like I said, not because I don't like it, just anxiety. I would say yes. That's, that's a popular-ish Pokemon that I could see it pop up a lot in spinoffs. So I'm gonna go with that. What about you? Yeah, sure. Why not? I, I mean... It's weird because it could be a trick question. Like maybe Stoutland is and Herdier isn't. That's true. But I don't know. I'm I'm okay with going with your gut reaction. Okay, well let's see. Yes, it is. Uh, it is in Pokemon Unite. Cool. Um, the question <laughs> the question is there because there's like a Lillipup spawn that like once you take it out, it never respawns. But if you actually leave it alone long enough, it will evolve into a Herdier inevitably. Oh. Um, okay. It will actually make it all the way to a Stoutland if you leave it alone the whole game. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I think for every Pokemon that's in the game, outside of just baby Pokemon, the entire evolutionary lines are in them. So like if just like if, like if a Lillipup's there, everything's there. If Apom's there, there's technically an Ampipom. I mean, I was like, you told, now you told me that Unite has spawns, which is something I've pretty much learned now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, but you guys are one for one. You guys are, you guys are off to a strong start with that 50 50 coin flip. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this next one is going to be from Sly. Man, both these are actually hard. Um, do you want Sly <laughs> or British Gent? And, uh, the, the question is more, do you want to do Pokemon categories or do you want to do manga? Hmm. I feel like we should go. Ah, so uh, the manga questions from the British gent tend to be very specific and it's been a long while since I've read the manga. So maybe we're better off with the other one. How, what, what do you think, Jushiro? I read the mangas, but I read all the way up to just 
ruby sapphire same because diamond and pearl sucks yeah so i have no idea on on anything post that so i think you're right we better choose the category one all right so this one from sly asks how many pokemon categories are used to define both legendary pokemon and a non-legendary pokemon uh legendary in this case being a legend legendary mythical and an ultra beast so essentially you're asking how many pokemon categories are shared between legendaries and non-legendaries and i will give you a plus or minus two on this answer i just need a number so um wow that's a question you could just guess a number. Okay. As long as you're within two, you get it. Yeah, we could, mm. but In we theory, should at yes. least try to <laughs> get, you know, around the ballpark of a number that makes sense. So the later legendaries, I feel, might have their own categories because, for example, this is really dumb, but you would think that uh, Solgaleo and Lunala would share a category with Soul Rock and Lunaton. They do not, because oh. they're the sun Pokemon and the moon Pokemon, but like spelled like in ye olde English. Ah, okay. With like an E at the end. It's so stupid, um, I think. But I think the early legendaries shared a few categories. Like, for example, I think Zapdos and Jolteon might share a category or something like that. They're the... Um what was that? Wait, what was Jotian's category? I already forgot. The Thunder Pokemon or something? I I, I think it, like, I'm pretty sure Zapdos shares it with either Jolteon or Electabuzz or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, I feel like Mewtwo is probably the psychic Pokemon, and there's other ones. So that's at least two that I can think of. And then if, I don't know, maybe... I want to say, let's see, uh, Rayquaza might be one, and I don't think Dialga and Palkia are, Giratina probably for sure. Uh, this question includes Mythicals, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think it's probably... Between like five and 12. So we could answer something like, I don't know, eight or seven, 10. And I, I think we would be in the ballpark. Let's go with eight. Yeah, let's go with eight. Eight is within the margin of error. <laughs> uh, cool. The answer is nice. actually six. There you go. Uh, okay. So you got the plus two there. So the, the six that there are are the Continent Pokemon, who are Groudon and Torterra. Uh, the Cruel Pokemon, which are Lipard and Galarian Articuno. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, yeah. That's a weird one. The, the Flame Pokemon, which are Charizard and Moltres. Okay. The Jewel Pokemon, who are Carbink and Deonsi. Right. Okay. The Poison Fin Pokemon, who are Nidoran and Naganadel. What the heck? Wow. <laughs> and... The Volcano Pokemon, 
who are Typhlosion and Entei. Mm. Okay, so none of the things I thought were right, but we got the question anyway. Cool. <laughs> That's a win. Cool. Yeah, two for two. Okay, next one's your Pokedex answer question. I was so wrong, I was right. This one's going to come to you from G. McPee. Oh, gosh. I <laughs> it's fire red entry reads, it travels by riding on winds. It cleverly uses its long tail to pluck nuts and berries, which it loves to eat. Who's that, Pokemon? Oh, uh, Chimeco. There you go. Chimeco. Chimeco is correct. That's that's the answer. Yeah. There you go. It's Chimeco. <laughs> I knew this one. <laughs> it, the bonus entry was from Pokemon X, and it says it uses the sucker on its head to hang from a tree from a tree or from eaves. It can produce seven different tones. That is not a lot of tones, Chimeco. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it it has one body. I'm amazed it can produce more than two. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, so you will, you guys are four for three right now. So this Ooh. next point, this next question is only worth two points. Um, I am going to go ahead and uh, I'm only going to need two answers out of the possible five from you on this one from Sari. Okay. Uh, on Route 113 in the Hoenn region, you can go ahead and collect dust to create flutes. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we want to know what are what flutes are they, and what do those flutes do? Oh, I only need two of the flutes. Okay, and I will give you. Uh, you will get three strikes, and then you're out. So I know what they are. I need to remember what they do. Same. Because there's the blue one, the black one, the white one, the yellow one, and the red That's one. That's half the question, but yeah, we need that. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think... Did any of them wake up swimming Pokemon by any chance? Yes. Okay, there you go. I'm That's one. I'm trying to remember which one it is. <laughs> uh, I think that one is either the white one or the black one. I, for whatever reason, my brain tells me it's the black one, but I could be um, wrong. Or it might be the yellow one. Wait, wait, wait. I think this one is going to be weird, but I think I just saw it in a YouTube video. Okay. I think the blue one increases your chances of meeting wild Pokemon if you play it. Mm. Are you going to lock that in? Um, do we have a strike? You get three strikes. Okay, let's lock that in. Uh, that is incorrect. I will tell you that okay. both those things are true about flutes. There is a blue one, okay. and there is one that does increase the wild encounter rate, but it is not the blue one. Okay, that that. then it is it is the white one. That is correct. That is that is one. And the black one decreases your chance of encountering. That's true. Uh, so that's all the points you get for today. And the yellow one wakes you, right? No, the blue one wakes you up. The The red one will snap a Pokemon out of infatuation. Ooh, weird. And the yellow one snaps a Pokemon out of confusion. But yeah, you got two points there, so you guys are six for four. You haven't used the hint yet, and uh, your next question is your base stat question. You can go for eight today. Let's do it. All right. This next one's going to come from the Trivia Meister himself, Liger, mm. and he wants to know, uh, because Mark was supposed to be on this episode, I'm sure, <laughs> uh, what grass type has the highest HP of all grass types? Is it Go-Goat? Uh, I have no say in this. I, I thought maybe it would be something like uh, Tangela's uh, 
evolution, but I might be wrong. No, Tangrowth doesn't have a lot of HP. It has a lot of uh, special defense. Oh, okay. Um, Gogood has a lot, like one ten, one fifteen, something oh, wow. like that. Okay, maybe even higher. Uh, and I know that Gogood was the answer to this question at some point. Um, <laughs> I don't think okay. I don't think that has changed in Gen Eight. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with Gogo. Do you? I don't know. Either we answer Gogo. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm, might be wrong. It's fine. Or we use the hint uh, and risk throwing away two points. I don't know. Uh, mm. If we answer correctly, we get two points. If we ask for yes, the pretty much. clue, we get one. And if we are wrong, we get zero. Yes. Mm. Yes. Da, 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 da. I mean, if you're so sure and that you indicate that at one point the answer was definitely Gogo and not much has changed, I would then I'm go with about that. I'm about 80% sure. That's more than I do. I barely tra- uh, know grass Pokemon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm supposed to know about grass Pokemon, but <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, okay, let's answer Gogoat. Who cares? <laughs> this has been a weird trivia. Gogoat is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. That is, uh, Gogoat has a base HP of 123. Oh, wow. The next highest is Amoongus with 114, followed by Appleton with 110. Okay. And then Zarude with 105. Huh? Weird. Zarude's a weird Pokemon. Uh, so on that note, though, that gives you guys the perfect score of eight points. And you didn't even know half the games we talked about today. So it worked out. Exactly. <laughs> it's um, very weird. <laughs> we, we arrived at that by a very convoluted path. Yep. So that changes up the standings. In first place, we still have Seth Vilo with 20. How dare he? Uh, in second place, we have Sublime with 19. In third place, we have Whimsicott with Woo! 18. Hmm. Tied for fourth place, we have R Sigma and Jushiro with 13. In sixth place, we have Mark with 10. In seventh place, we have P. McKee with 8. In eighth place, we have Linnea with 7. And in ninth place, we have Claude with 9. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. So on that note, we are going to go ahead and end it here. If you want more Puckle trivia, you can always tune in next week here at the Puckle Podcast. But until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Hey, would you like a green Tauros badge? Well, you can have one. If you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, we are going to be giving them out once we hit $850. We're going to be giving those to every patron at the $10 plus tier because uh, we love you guys. We'd love to see this project project made. Of course, if we hit any other thresholds on the way there, such as $800 for the week-long giveaways to the community, that would also happen as well. So if you'd be interested in getting a green Taurus badge, be f- feel free. Come on over. Uh, if you can't support the show, don't worry about it. You just listening is enough for us. So until then, though, guys, I'm Thatch, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be a little bit different. With BDSP coming right around the corner, we wanted to talk about Sword and Shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just do kind of a retrospective. It's been two years now. Mm-hmm. And it's been a, like a full year post DLC in a post Sword and mm-hmm. Shield DLC world. And I kind of just wanted to like take the moment to reflect on the good, a little bit of the bad. I mean, not, I, not Dex or anything. There are other things that Sword and Shield did that I miffed at and, but I don't think changed the base Sword and Shield experience. Mm. Mostly timer. <laughs> yeah. I was going to scream timer at the top of my lungs, but yeah. thankfully you said it first. <laughs> Mostly timer. Uh, timer is my biggest <laughs> issue. I think with Sword and Shield more than anything else. Yeah, I don't know. Let's dig into it. I think there's a lot to say. I 
I think Sword and Shield, I, I wouldn't rate them as like my favorite Pokemon game, but I would rate them as Mm-mm. a good video game. I think that's a fair assessment. I think everybody's allowed to have their favorite generation. And if people think Gen 8 is their favorite, I can't. One, it's an opinion. Right. How am I going to change that, right? <laughs> Coming from two people that like Generation 4, yeah, yeah. We, we should, we, we're ones to talk. <laughs> generation 4 is the best generation, by the way. Okay, I don't know, I know. what you're talking about. I, ag- I agree with you, but I don't know the rest of them. <laughs> the rest of them are just wrong, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think every generation is different in its own way. Right. They They do things differently. I don't know that Sword and Shield suffers much from what Sword and Shield is, more so just kind of the direction TPCI has been going. This is something that's been just like kind of going for like eight right. years in we, my we mind. We shouldn't ignore either also expectations were out of control. A little bit. That it was going to be released. People were expecting this to be like Breath of the Wild for Pokemon. What people were expecting now for uh, our Legends Arceus, many people were. Yes. They thought they thought that the uh, the the wild area was going to be like this grand open world thing. And it no, it's a small map. But it, you know, expectations had a lot to do with that. People were just thinking that this was going to be something bigger than it was. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy up to release, and I don't really want to harp on it too much because it was controversy and it was some of it was nonsensical. I, I think it was a lot mm. of people being angry about Dexit and other things, and they they get became hypercritical of the game. And I think right. if you just kind of like rewind the clock a little bit, <laughs> maybe even all the way back to 2013, you can see that the, those things were like always there. It's just people were blinded. Right, and and goes to show you because we knew about the Dexit because they announced it beforehand. They were honest with us, right? They they uh, okay. Didn't they, didn't they well, announce all mm. not all the Pokemon were going to be available? No. They didn't. You say that, and so if the words that you said are technically correct, okay, <laughs> the way that they did it was not the most kosher way. Okay. Uh, because yeah. they didn't, it wasn't like how they had like the Pokemon Direct recently for po- Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, mm-hmm. where uh, like at the end they were just like, oh yeah, by the way, Sword and Shield are still going to be the main competitive games. Right. Yeah. Or the very first, the very first trailer for Diamond and Pearl, where they told you this is going to be a faithful yes. remake of Diamond and Pearl. And that is all I'm going to say on, on that. Yeah. They were very, they were very straight with Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Not so much with Sword and Shield, so they they quote unquote announced it. But Jishiro, I'm going to ask you a question because we both like to watch like video game coverage and everything. Yes, Nintendo does uh, treehouse events for video mm-hmm. games during E3 that are you know an hour, maybe half hour to like two hours long. Yeah, right. Have you ever sat down and watched like a whole one? Of course not. Okay, so <laughs> at the end of a treehouse, at the end at the end of an E3 treehouse event. Junichi Masuda goes at the end of this was I think a 30 minute like one for Sword and Shield he goes right. by the way you won't be able to bring all the Pokemon from home into Sword and Shield and <laughs> that was like it uh, okay <laughs> so yeah they were technically honest I'm gonna throw the rock and hide away <laughs> bye bye <laughs> that's pretty much what happened I'm gonna go say this in like the place where no least amount of people yeah, are gonna hear they it. were honest the same way the aliens in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy were honest yeah. about the fact that we're about to raise down Earth. They put <laughs> an ad up on a board yep. on Alpha Centauri. <laughs> Do Earth people have space travel? No. Did they care? No. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to go too much into Dexit though, because like I, I know people get like upset about talking right, about right. it. But sure. I think Sword and Shield. Other than that, like they did some good things. Like my favorite thing that Sword and Shield did. And I, I will I will harp harp on this like forever is 
I really like the way they did the Pokemon League in Sword and Shield. Yes, yes, yes. I think they did it in a really cool way. The numbers are a nice touch and like feeling like you're a competitor and you go to this bigger and better like tournament and stuff. It Mm -hmm. it felt more like the anime, but it also felt in such a way that the gym leaders made sense because they kind of competed to be in there because there was there was a talk of a minor league Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I, I really enjoyed that lore building in terms of pokemon and i thought that was something that's kind of been missing because gym leaders have kind of always just been yeah before that and i think this is a really Mm. cool way to make them not just kind of be and and i i kind of also enjoyed that it felt like there was like a a quote-unquote season right yeah yeah i I don't know i thought it was pretty cool that's my favorite part i think yeah i i enjoyed the league a lot i i also like that it is it feels like you can do it in a much more pleasant time frame than before, before the Elite Four plus the champion. It could take a while while it feels that the league is something that it's more like, okay, I can do this in like 15 to 20 minutes real quick. Um, and that, that is if you're actually taking your sweet time with it. If you're just blowing through it, you can do it so fast. So I really do enjoy the league. Uh, another positive, uh, I think that We've been yeah, because you just played it. So yeah, I I would love to hear yeah, like literally like in the past week, <laughs> right? No, I, I spent the whole month just playing Pokemon and enjoyed every second of it. And what I do, one of the things that I do enjoy about Sword and Shield is how less restricted it is with what you can get to clear the game. Mm. It, the Pokedex is so open, uh, not entirely, but uh, from since I think the, the wild moment area you get to the wild area, yeah, since the moment you enter the yeah. wild area, your possibilities just amplified of what you could train. I had a no, lot of fun using Pokemon Bank because I was able, what I did was I brought all the fossil Pokemon, or at least my favorite ones, and I made a fossil team, a Jurassic Park team, and that's what oh, I used cool. to, uh, to clear the game. It was a lot of fun. Um, and yes, it's just no way of making, uh, Aurora's any type of competitive, not even to clear the game. It's awful. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I you- love it, but poor thing. <laughs> I think what you're saying even expands more with Isle of Armor now. Yes. Because if you were to play mm-hmm. through the game, you can go to Isle of Armor very early and you could even have more options. Yep. Yeah. I'll still praise Isle of Armor. Me too. It is my favorite of the DLCs. It's, uh, it, it's definitely amazing. And it really gives me hope of whatever Gen 9 turns, uh, ends up being that they're going to take the lessons from the DLCs and they're going to make a kick ass generation yeah. nine one would expect. Well, honestly, even, even just looking at, uh, Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor, it really gives me hope for something like Legends Arceus. I, I, to be fair, I yeah. don't have like the expectations for Legends Arceus that I think some people in the fan base do. Yeah, no. Or they think mm. it's going to be this like epic open world adventure. Yeah, I'm thinking like, we, oh, it's going to be cool not, Monster yeah. Hunter. AKA setting themselves for disappointment. Yes. They're going to be angry and they're going to be this game sucks and it, it's going to be fine. It's just not what they expected. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really interesting like I'm Monster Hunter esque take. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm very interested to play it and just see how it goes. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, like I got that problem with my brain where like I just want to catch things. Yeah, no. Legends Arceus looks. It, it, it's better than the way Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee wanted you to just like catch things. Yeah, I guess I I was going to say the way I envision Legend Legends Arceus at this point is a, essentially a cross between Monster Hunter and Let's Go Pikachu. I see it more as a cross. Not let's go because it's not going to have the same catching mechanics. Hope, hopefully, thank God, hope it doesn't. No, well, yeah, yeah, you don't throw the ball like with right. 
Like you, yeah, like the, no motion controls, please. Let's not. They, yeah. Honestly, they can't do motion controls anymore. Like they could before. Yeah. And let's go. Uh, and the, the answer is because of the switch light. The switch light. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, the switch light exists. It's actually a really big problem for a lot of things. Like if you look at the, so there's two Mario Party games on the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. The ones that just came out, which was Mario Party Superstars and then Super Mario Sounds Party. Sounds correct. Uh, which came out like in 2018 or something. 2018 Mario Party was awful. It had a bunch of motion control mini games and they got rid of all mm-hmm. the motion control mini games that existed in Mario Party history mm-hmm. when they like built Superstars, which was like the remakes. Yeah. Because of the Switch Lite, because they want people with Switch Lights to not get excluded in that way. Of course. Uh, and I think Legends Arceus will be the same way because they just came out with a new Switch Lite for Pokemon. And it's a cool one. And I just wish you could transfer save data a lot better between Switch systems. Yeah. That's the th- like, literally, I keep looking at the Switch Lite and thinking, it looks so pretty. It would fit so nicely in my hands. And then right? I think, it's all new save files. Yep. You don't have my money. <laughs> you don't have my money. Yeah, it's literally just yeah. a Nintendo problem. Nintendo's bad at this. But I don't um, know. It, back to Sword yeah. and Shield, though. That's like, yes. let's recenter. Yes. I have been trying to play through Shield as well because I never, I've never finished Shield. I've just finished Sword. On one hand, yes. What Yoshiro said it's true is true. Like the league thing with the soccer theme is, is really cool. But playing through the second time, there's some, there's just something missing. And I don't think it's just, oh, the first time I was playing through, I didn't just have the novelty of a new game with a new story I had never seen before. I was also playing through it, like, along with other Pokolonians in voice chat. Mm. I think it's also that, unlike the previous games, the flavor that they chose is not as distinctive. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you can have... Alola, which is very flavorful. Mm-hmm. Or even like X and Y, it's more bland than Alola, but it's not a bland flavor. Whereas the UK flavor is really cool the first time around because it's different from everything you've done before. Right. But the second time around, it's like, oh, cool. I'm going on vacation to London again. But it turns out that when you go on vacation to London and you can't go to museums, you can't go to theater productions, you can't go to stores, it's just a really big, dirty city. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mm, it's not like like romping through the flower fields of <laughs> France or like scaling a volcano with an observatory on top while alone executors like mingle in the distance i don't know it's like it feels blend and the fact that you essentially are surrounded by relatively interesting people but you only meet the same two people throughout the entire freaking game that is true it's so annoying i i feel like there are a lot of things that weren't quite uh maybe developed the wrong word like, I wish they would have given us more moments with Marnie, because I think in Marnie's story is literally, Same. like, yes. three encounters total. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, why do I have to deal with Hop every five minutes right. when I could be talking to Marnie? I would have loved the, like, more people being like Hop. Yeah. Um, 
I, I would have liked more people being like hop like as as annoyed as I was by like the num- numerous hop battles, they actually did develop him. Yeah, he has really good character development. I will say that was probably the best way in any Pokemon game that another rival has been developed outside of maybe like the Gen One and Gen Two rivals. Right. And even then, like True? those aren't like quite tied. Ooh, I was gonna say, uh, and maybe I'm. Uh, this was discussed a long time ago, but I just realized it, and I don't know if it's something that other people have realized. I kind of feel in Sword and Shield that you are the rival instead of the protagonist, and that Hops is actually. Dang, you are. Yeah. You are. You are the rival. You, right. you get. You no, get. No, that's the, very true. You get the Pokemon, get the, strong the stronger starter. version uh-huh, against the, the against Hops, uh, and then you become a rival again with Marnie. You uh, and you basically are the rival in Sword and Shield versus the hero. Uh, although at the end you are the hero because you're still the player, but I just felt that that I didn't feel like Hops was my rival. Uh, although yes, it goes both ways. But well, you know what I mean. That I felt that I was the Gary and that Hops was the Ash in this game around. I think they've been trying to go for that vibe for the last three generations, and this is the first time they got it right. Yes. No. I think I I will say in the past three generations, which I think the past three generations themselves have just like been this drastic turn in Pokemon overall. Hmm. Just based on if you look at like the patterns of how they've been releasing games and like the structures they've been releasing, mm-hmm. it, it was really like Gen Six seemed to be like this turning point in the franchise, and maybe it was because yes. Black and White and Black and White Two didn't do that well, and they're like, "Oh, we got to try something different," so they shove Charizard down our throat. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> you are not wrong, yeah. and in fact, I think the reasons X and Y is such a good game are exactly the re- like the ways it's different from black and white. As yes. much as I like black and white. Yeah. I think the biggest problem with just black and white by themselves is that they try... Like, I think soft reboot is a bad move to yeah. make in Pokemon. Terrible move. Yeah. I was looking at the Diamond and Pearl encounters mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, I'm trying to hype myself up for Diamond and Pearl remakes. So I'm going to decide my team. And so I was going through the encounters in the Cinder routes and I'm going like, okay, let's assume we only get like diamond and pearl encounters. So what do I get? And I got to like past the second gym and I had found like two Pokemon I really wanted to use, including my starter. I was like, mm-hmm. mm, this is not fun. <laughs> I think the soft reboot is the, is a, was the problem. Right. For black yeah. and white. Because black will always be uh, put on a pedestal for its story, which was very good by the time. No, no. Well, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's also really easy to look back on Pokemon games with rose-colored glasses. Right. Because it, you don't have the initial shock factor of new Pokemon. Yeah. And, like, there, like, I still say it, and it's definitely true, and I don't care what any other Pokemon fan says. This is, like, that's just hot take opinion, and you're not going to, like, unless there's a very good argument, and I don't know you can convince me otherwise, yeah. is that it does take some time for the Pokemon fan base to accept a new Pokemon design as a Pokemon. Absolutely. True. It takes them a time to accept a whole new game sometimes. It really helps if you have new Pokemon with old Pokemon, so you can be yes. like, oh, yes, that's a, that's a new, that new Pokemon is a Pokemon because it's hanging out with mm-hmm. Pikachu. It, that was yeah. one of the biggest problems that Gen 3 had when it came out. That it was also kind of like in its own little bubble where you were forced to only use the new Pokemon, mostly. The first time around, I mean, uh, in Ruby Sapphire. Yeah, I think in the Ruby Sapphire decks, it's 200 Pokemon. And I believe something on the order of like 130 of them are all new. Mm. 
So you still have like 70 old Pokemon, but okay, the old Pokemon they cho- chose weren't like the greatest. Like mm. if you look at it, it was just like Pikachu line, yeah. Golem line. Weird. Um, Magikarp and Gyarados. I mean, it was, it's like your standard fair Gen 1 and Gen 2. Meryl was there. Um, it, it wasn't like some of the more interesting stuff like Hopip. Like we just forget that exists for reasons. And <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like some of the more interesting fair or like it wasn't there. It was just like, here's the good stuff that we know is successful. Right. On top of that, that was kind of like the first Dexit too, right? Yes. <laughs> because you couldn't transfer Pokemon from Gens 1 and 2. Which was the biggest yeah. deal. It was a logistical nightmare. And to be fair, Pokemon is a logistical nightmare now. Yeah. Especially mm. with like the way they've been doing regionals in Sword and Shield. Yep. I would say it's a logistical mm. nightmare. It's not like, like, I think the Alolan regionals were easy to handle because you could just be like, oh, it's just another form of the same Pokemon. But now you're getting to the point where it's just like, well, Galarian Meowth evolves into Berserker, but Alolan Meowth evolves into Alolan Persian. And regular Meowth evolves into regular Persian. Yep. Mm-mm. Also, if we get a Gen 9 Meowth regional, I'm saying that's like intentional at this point. It's just the <laughs> meme. Yeah. It's just yeah. the meme. We're just, we're just giving Meowth everything. <laughs> Fire Meowth. <laughs> or if we come. get a Hisuian Meowth. Uh, if we get Hisuian Meowth, I'm, I like, they're doing it on purpose. They're just, like, yeah. that's just <laughs> confirmation they're doing it on I purpose. I mean, we do have in real life hundreds of different breeds of cats so i'm not upset about it at all by that same thing you should have like twenty thousand regional grambles i don't think they all need to be meowth though okay so if you look at other cats but we have glammy out we have skitty but i was gonna say at the same time you know i'm not as mad at different forms for the same pokemon as i would be to have a thousand new monkeys okay fair I'm not saying regional evolution and regional forms are bad. Like, the three monkeys from black and white could have been just one Pokemon with different forms, and we could have saved the trouble. I'm not trying to say regional forms are bad in any stretch of the imagination. It is one of the best mechanics that they've come up with. And they should keep going. After Mega Evolution, but they decided that one wasn't cool Mm -hmm. anymore for whatever reason. Right. Regional evolutions are a very, very, very good idea. The problem is that it creates a logistical nightmare for Nintendo going forward, right? Mm. Yeah. How do you acquire them? Yeah, how do you acquire them in future games and stuff like that? Or do you just forget they exist? And if you forget they exist, I think that kind of kills the idea of Pokemon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I've always said, and that was my biggest gripe, um, was that if there's a Pokemon, it should be catchable. Uh, whether yes. or not it's available in the game or not, uh, as long as it's in somewhere available, that's fine. Which was what, yes. which, which was the tiny little thing that irked me about the Rotom Pokedex. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I wish <laughs> I could fight with Rotom Pokedex. Mm-mm-mm-mm. My biggest thing, I, I would love for, and this is maybe a good place to stop. I don't know. I, I don't want to, we're, we're getting way off Sword and Shield. Uh, <laughs> other than it was like, mm-hmm. It was a pivotal game in the franchise, and I mean, there are definitely good things, like we said. Uh, Competitively, it has its gripes. Yeah, the time is a very legit thing. I have zero complaints about DLC. There's nothing about that DLC I I can be upset about. Honestly, I could go another year with Sword and Shield if they give me another DLC. Easily. I absolutely agree with you. I really... Okay, so hear me out, Yoshiro, okay? Yes. As much of a Dexit person as I am. Well, not so much (laughs) anymore, but like... In a perfect world, Sword and Shield would, like, update and get all the Pokemon in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have accepted that's probably not happening. In Thatch's, like, this is all I want world, this is my bargaining stage yeah. of grief, Um, is uh, 
I just want somebody in gen, like I want a kid who jumps into Pokemon in Gen Eight and like gets Pokemon home, so he's ready to like transfer his Pokemon to Gen Nine, right? Yeah, or whichever ones he can take to Gen Nine. I want that kid to be able to complete a national deck since home is the new software in Gen Eight, right? Like yeah. among the Gen Eight games, even with BDSP, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I'm hoping there's a third DLC hiding, but this is very hopeful and probably not happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, where they dump in like the ones that are missing. Cause I, I'm still really astonished that things like, uh, Greninja are gonna be held out and stuff like, like, I'm astonished starters in general are just missing. Greninja surprises me. Yeah. That's one of my favorite starters in it. And Greninja, Greninja out of the, I did the math. I think it's 63 are missing. Out of the 63 that are missing, Greninja is probably the one that surprises mm-hmm. me the most. Yeah. Uh, the one that hurts me the most is Crabrawler, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> Me and your squad. It's Crabrawler, but that's that's just Thatch. <laughs> that's like the one thing I'd like to see Gen Eight wrap up on. Like, give me that Olive Branch of like, yeah, you can complete a national decks. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, in, in Pokemon Home without having to transfer from the 3DS, and then I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll take that. I'll accept it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's an inkling that like they might update Swish. Just because of the Hisuian forms? That's what I was going to say. With both Diamond Pearl coming out and also Arceus, both neither of them, the new competitive base for Pokemon, it Mm -hmm. only leads me to think that either they're using Diamond Pearl to complete the Pokedex and they're going to be reversible trade, as in you can trade from Diamond Pearl. Oh, you're not going to be able to trade. You're going to have to go to home. There's Okay, home? I mean, still... Yeah, I think they announced you can't trade with Swish already, so... Okay, well, at least home is an uh, alternative. Uh, but you could bring those Pokemon into Swish, that's what I'm hopeful. Or that when Arceus is close or a little bit after that, they do a third DLC, uh, which includes... That would be include, so great, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would, that would include the Pokemon from Legends Arceus... Uh, plus, uh, it doesn't even have to be that big. Just give me like a hub, a post competitive hub where, uh, kind of like the Battle Tower Island, like so just something with mm. all the necessary things I need to be competitive training in one place with the DLC. The hey, here's. So that's the- all, that already exists, kind of. That's in Isle of Armor. Oh, yeah. That's where I've been using yeah. too. <laughs> mm. Okay. So this is, this is probably a good place to stop. If we like one switch to keep going. Yeah. And you want a third DLC. Dream third DLC. Is they, they, you somehow get like the 63 that are missing because like Bruxus doesn't fit anywhere in, uh, Legends Arceus. Right. But you, you, you've put in like the ones that are missing, like, hey, here's a Greninja, have fun. Yeah. But you, cause like everyone's like, well, you can already catch the Legends in the max, max layer. I'm like, you know what? One ups Legends. Do you know what one's, one ups Legends, Chushiro? What? In Pokemon? Megas. Mm, oh. You just break the game. You yes. just break the game. Just like it, it's got like six months left. Just like break yeah, the game. Break it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? That's yeah. Fair. I hundred percent agree. <laughs> give me megas. Freaking give me megas. Give me more. Uh, I don't know. Give yeah, me triple battles again. I don't care. Just you release it in the spring, and yeah. that year world is the hottest mess ever. <laughs> Everyone has a ton of fun, and then we go to Gen Nine. <laughs> it would be amazing. Honestly, I want the DLC to drop like a month before like worlds or not even a month, like the, the <laughs> smallest amount of time they could possibly have between worlds and, and the DLC coming out. Just so like nobody knows what's happening. Fantastic. Yep. That would be amazing. It's just the biggest mess. I would love that so much. <laughs> 
It's not too far off. Not too far off that what could happen. But I, I don't think Sword and Shield, like, I don't think they deserve to be called, like, terrible games. No, they're not. Absolutely not. No. Uh, to me, they're one of my, yeah. the top ones, if not the second one. I think of the last three generations, they're probably my least favorite, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, honest, it, yeah. honestly, like, time changes Pokemon games uh, for me. And so I don't want to, like, I hate the idea of ranking Pokemon generations now. Yeah. Just because, um, depending on, like, the lens of yes. where the franchise is going mm-hmm. and what they're doing, my my perceptions of games change. Like, when Black and White came out, I thought they were just, like, bleh, yeah. right? And that, uh, but now that I go, oh, yeah, these these 150 Pokemon that I can only catch here are exclusively, like, new Pokemon at the time. Those are Pokemon now, and I play it, and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the, the truth is that you can't really rank Pokemon Generations because depending on the criteria you use to rank exactly. them, yeah. it varies too much. Like, do you want to rate them by how much you enjoyed them the first time around? By exactly. how much you exactly. enjoy replaying them? By the competitive scene in that generation? By the Pokemon available? By the style of the game? By that, the feel oh my of the gosh, game? Yeah, you're so right, There's too though. many ways. They're so, you're so right. No, and I think I think it's completely valid for people to like every generation, including Gen 8. Like, I think yep. you could, I, I think you could be like, Gen 8 is my favorite generation, and I'm like, yeah, that, I could see that. That checks out. Yeah. While there, mm-hmm. while there it was a really cool concept. I think original OG Wild Area is trash compared to Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra. Right. It's uh, it was definitely a cool concept, and we definitely spent a lot mm-hmm. of time raiding. Raiding mm-hmm. raids were one of my favorite things. Like, yes, I hope they continue yeah, it cool. in some way in Genai without it having to include the giant Pokemon. Yeah, let's please kill Dynamax, mm. please. Like, yeah, <laughs> make raids yeah. in Gen Nine with Megas instead. There we go. We just need Megas. Yeah. Just bring back Megas. Bring put, back Mega put Megas with the, um, the, uh, well, what's it called when they brought up, a, uh, more Pokemon into the, into the fray from X and Y? I forgot. Uh, when, uh, you encounter a wild Pokemon and he's a boss and he has my, uh, oh, a horde battle. There a we go. Battle. A horde battle. Mix instead of a giant one, do, do it Mega, make it horde with multiple Pokemon and make it a raid. That would be cool. Hmm. Well, on that note, <laughs> it's a good place to stop. We're going to go ahead and we're going to kick change gears over to the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number nine, Blastoise, the shellfish Pokemon. Its Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire Pokedex entry states, Blastoise has water spouts that protrude from its shell. The water spouts are very accurate. They can shoot bullets of water with enough accuracy to strike empty cans from a distance of over 160 feet. And the Mega Evolution can punch you and use Hydro Pump, right? Yeah. (laughs) And then shoot it again. Yes. always Too bad, too bad, unfortunately, Mega Blastoise no longer is with us. But <laughs> regular Blastoise, not too shabby. Uh, I mean, starters are always, like, good Pokemon. They like, are. I bad. had yeah. a misconception for the longest time that they weren't, for whatever reason. Uh, that's been over for a while. Not that's This is not no, a, that's not a recent think- realization. But, yeah, for the longest time, it's like, oh, starters are always the ones that end up in the box and never been used. And then I realized, like, no, starters are usually among the best. Yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the top Pokemon right now in VGC, I think you'll look at the ranks, and you'll see Incineroar and Rillaboom almost on every team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, even then, like, you just... Uh, Venusaur has always been good, too, mm-hmm. which has been insane to me to yeah. think about. 
which a lot of people don't realize is like of the of the Gen f- One starters, Venusaur has consistently been the best. Yes, I think the only time it got topped mm-hmm. was by Charizard in Gen Six and Seven, and that was only because they gave it two Mega. I was gonna say, if they yeah. only given it yeah. one, Venusaur still would have won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't give you the advantage from Team Preview of not no win with yeah, Charizard. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you could usually tell, but yes. you needed a bit of expertise in order to be. Yep. Able yes. To yeah. 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 All right. So Blastoise has a base HP of 79, uh, attack of 83, defense of 100, special attack of 85, special defense of 105, Mm. not 150, 105, um, and a speed of 78. Uh, None of those are like too remarkable outside of the defense stats, which are kind of nice. Like you don't see too many Pokemon that have like over 100 in both. Right. Like that. Yeah. So so it's a nice like all around defensive Pokemon. Uh, The team we have this week. Um, is actually a VGC team. Uh, he is, uh, all three Kanto starters make an appearance. He is the only one that is not made G-Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you're, you're never going to Dynamax or uh, Blastoise on this team. There's obvious members that you go, yeah, we're going to do this. And Blastoise is kind of just yeah. there for um, some stupid support that works really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so this team actually hit uh, the number one rank on the Smogon VGC ladder. So we're definitely going to go ahead and just jump into it. Uh, the Blastoise is holding leftovers. He's got Rain Dish just in case there's rain from Kyogre because he can't bring one. <laughs> and what else are you going to use? It's the normal. Torrent. <laughs> Torrent. Are they Torrent's good? not bad. They're not bad? It's not, I always thought like, that the, okay. like the, the regular okay. uh, abilities for starters suck and that you would always want the hidden abilities. They're they're okay because if you get knocked down to enough damage, you can do more damage. Okay, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess on this Blastoise, you don't really need it, and even then, you've got Kyogre running around in this meta. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not too bad. I mean, this is kind of like your anti Kyogre machine anyway. Yeah, because this is this is like mostly a Sun team. Yeah, this is a Sun team. But so you this need is some, like your yeah. your rain option. If yeah, you think is... you're going to lose the weather war, you bring the Blastoise. Gotcha. Yep. If you're going to lose, you bring Blastoise. Uh, I have no idea what any of these spreads do or why they are the way they are, so bear with me. Uh, a 236 HP, 156 defense, 4 special defense, and 108 speed with a bold nature. So just you can't hurt him real bad. Um, he's got Yawn to force switches and maybe even put a Pokemon to sleep. That's actually really good for anti-Dynamax. Um, Mm -mm. and then you can, of course, go ahead and he's got iron defense and body press as his other ways to attack, um, and protect. (laughs) So he's doing all right. He's doing all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to grab another one randomly though. Um, uh, another generic VGC mon is Porygon 2 with Eviolite. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's got download with 244 HP, 124 defense. 44 special attack, 84 special defense, and 12 speed for definitely some reasons. Um, <laughs> this is as a modest nature because he's kind of just there to clean up things that the rest of the team can't and gives you kind of a trick room slash anti-trick room option. Um, mm-hmm. He's got ice beam, shadow ball, trick room, and recover to cover all that. Um, if you notice anything about the speed stats on this team, they're not all magnificent, but that's because it's depending on like being middle of the road for both sun and for trick room. Mm. Yeah. Well, something that is definitely respect for Sun is this GMAX Charizard. It's holding safety goggles because if you're in the sun and there is a Venusaur on the other side of the field, what the Venusaur likes to do is lip powder you because with chlorophyll, it's going to be faster than you. This way, 
It can't. It has its hidden ability of solar power, so in the sun it's an absolute beast. It has 84 HP EVs, 4 in defense, 164 special attack, 4 special defense, and 252 speed with a team in nature. It has protect, because this was VGC, ancient power, heatwave, and air slash. And you're gonna think ancient power, that is mostly for opposing Charizard. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of Charizards running around yes. in the VGC right now. Absolutely. It's insane. Heatwave uh, obviously gives you like a GMAX Charizard thingy. I don't remember the name, even though I'm... Wildfire. GMAX Wildfire. Thank but you. More importantly, Wildfire. more importantly, even when you're a baby, you can get a dual hit move. Exactly. And then Air Slash is going to allow you to use um um oh max airstream gosh. max airstream thank you uh words are hard <laughs> tell me about it so you can raise your speed and that of your partner and the other pokemon that is having a really good time in sun teams whimsica do you suddenly know something about vgc yes i do <laughs> because an italian won the global exhibition <laughs> yet another thing that Italy has brought home this year <laughs> so I've been trying out his team it's really cool and he's also running a Charizard and a Venusaur in the sun although they're um they have different um uh the the Charizard is di- is different the Venusaur uh is also different because it has a different item anyway this GMAX Venusaur is holding a life orb it has chlorophyll but it's not max speed because with chlorophyll, it knows what's enough for it. So it has a modest nature, 108 HP, 212 defense, 84 special attack, 4 special defense, and 100 speed. And its attacks are sleep powder, earth power, leaf storm, and weather ball. Mm-hmm. And weather ball is really funny here because so it turns into a different attack depending on the weather, but the Dynamax move also changes to match Weather Wolf's type. Mm. So if you're selecting it from the menu, it will tell you Max Strike, but you're actually going to use, like, yeah, a fire or water or rock move, which is really interesting. Amazing. Yeah. Well, since we're on the topic of monsters, we do have Groudon with, get this, a citrus berry as the, as the item you're going to be mm-hmm. attaching to it. Uh, ability, obviously, drought to, pro- to bring that solar power into uh, play, that solar weather. You need it. You need it for two of these it's, guys. Yeah, so. it's the basic, yeah. uh, it's the basic, tr- premise of this team. Um, and you have the EV, uh, spreads of 252 HP, 76 in attack, 44 in defense, 4 in special defense, and 132 in speed. With the, obviously, adamant nature to maximize that physical prowess that Groundon has. And the four attacks of Precipitous Blades, Rock Slide, protect because again this is vgc and swords dance to set up and then we have the little runt of the family porygon 2 I mean, he's just he's he's just like no no we already did porygon oh sorry so we gotta do thunders <laughs> thunders <laughs> uh so not the run not such a little run not this the run uh but we do have thunders with assault vest uh and the ability defiant its ev spreads are 148 
for attack, 188 for special defense, and 172 for speed, when jolly nature, to maximize speed, with its four attacks of crunch, wall charge, brick break, and fly. Unfortunately, I do not know much about these genies. I missed out that gener- all that generation with them, so. This one is a cheeky one. This one is a really cheeky one, because if you see this team in team preview, and you see the Blastoise oh. and the Porygon. You're going to assume this is a way to have a sun mode and a rain mode. And you're going to assume this is a prankster thunderous with rain dance. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's defiant. You're going to bring in an intimidate Pokemon and this thunderous is going to destroy your life. Okay. Yes. yes. It's very cheeky. Yes. Uh, this team looks really fun, though. I, I want to try this one, too. I really need to start doing them on stream at some point when I just mess around. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm definitely going to go ahead and try this one out later today and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, if you want to play it yourself, it'll be on the Discord server. I'd say we're giving out Shiny Blastoise, but we're doing Shiny Zashin and Zamazenta this week Yay! on Patreon yeah. instead. So uh, go on over for that. Um, until then, though, we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you send us emails at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we read some of them on the show. Uh, this last week we asked you what Hisuian Pokemon you would like to see in Legends Arceus that we don't have so far. And uh, you guys did not disappoint. We got a lot of emails for that. But we are only going to read about three of them today. And of those three, if one of them sparks good discussion, uh, well, that one is going to win the Green Tauros badge brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, that gives you hooves. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Oh. Hooves. Hooves. I've only been saying that for 15 years. And, uh, and you better not stop. I, <laughs> I almost messed that up. <laughs> oh, oh, that. Come on. It's only been 14. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you better. Yes. <laughs> All right. So next up, uh, our first email today is going to be from The Salty Stew. I've got that one. Mm-hmm. Hello, Puckle hosts. This is The Salty Stew writing in for the first time. Welcome. I have been listening to the show for about six months now and just want to thank you for the wonderful job you all do. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you. The show is always the best part of my Mondays. Oh, that's what I will love to hear. To be fair, Mondays don't make the bar very high. <laughs> I mean, yes. We'd probably be like a mediocre <laughs> Friday content, okay? Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair, honestly. <laughs> and that is why we're Lisa Monday. Anyway, to answer this week's question, I have a lot of Pokemon I believe should should get Hisuian forms, but I will keep it to three. Mm. We appreciate that. The first of those being Shuckle. I would love to see a Shuckle whose design has no shell that is more offensive. Ooh. Oh. It would no longer have a shell that traps it to being only a defensive Pokemon. Then Shuckle could also get the evolution it so desperately deserves. Mm. Where it does evolve into something with a shell. Mm. No, that's just Thatch trying to make a bad joke that didn't land. It's okay. Mm. Um. <laughs> this is really interesting. Like, I'm trying to picture it because, like, inside the shell, Shuckle is, like, a little noodle boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's so cute. I don't know how the noodles connect, and I don't want to know. 
Make it, but you gotta have it have like a sticky ability where it's like a sticky coat or something, because he is filled with juice. So he would be a noodle yeah, slimy no. thing. You know what? I saw, uh, I don't know if I could call it a comic, uh, but you know that dude that does like uh, the the alien comics? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Strange yeah, Planet? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, his brother, his brother uh, drew um, um, a picture and it's like, 20 animals that are totally not octopi. It's <laughs> <laughs> like little octopi, like making the shapes of other animals. And that's what I imagine is inside a chuckle. Just an octopi. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, uh, okay. So the second Pokemon that I believe deserves a Hisuian form would be Jinx. While most people think Jinx is a terrible and disturbing Pokemon, I think Jinx is I great. I think Jinx is great, too. I think the typing could change to fire water and then explain the backstory of how all the hatred Jinx has received took away the fire, which then froze the water and made her crazy to make Jinx the ice psychic type she is now. This is a very complicated backstory. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is like a and d character's backstory. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> This could also lead to a much-needed Jinx evolution that she deserves like her other Gen 1 counterparts. Mm. On one hand, they're not touching Jinx again. Yeah, it has bad rap. Yeah, on the other hand, it's like, well, they could fix Jinx, but then it would be like saying that Jinx needs fixing, which would be terrible. Yeah, exactly. Way, so. <laughs> I think the regional Jinx that we deserved was an Alolan Jinx. With a hula, yeah. as a hula girl, yeah. oh my god! As yes. a hula girl. I mean, they didn't. They didn't give us like an Alolan Blossom. Yeah, no, that Blossom didn't even make it into like OG Sun and Moon. It was super weird. That was the thing that blew my mind. I'm like, Blossom's not same. here. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like in the same way where they're just like, well, we chose the certain Pokemon that needed to be in Galar, and they're just like, yeah, so we introduced Boltoon, but also you can catch Manetric. Have you ever? been to the UK like there's a reason there's Wulu everywhere in that game because there's sheep everywhere in the UK <laughs> and Marip is not in Galar right oh my god Come that's on. right yeah there Come aren't on. any goats Come like go goat either yeah that's insane it's fine they chose the Pokemon that fit the region the best right in theory I like the idea of a different Jinx but in practice I don't yeah think they're I don't think they're gonna touch again, Jinx no sad. they won't they won't they won't they don't yeah. bring attention to it Okay, the last Pokemon I want to talk about getting a Hisuian form is the Apom line. Apom could have its tail radiate some kind of elemental type. Uh, what did we just talk about, Yashiro, about the elemental monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Apom's cool, okay? Uh, for certain definitions of cool, it definitely scarred me for life when I watched Ambipom it. Ambipom is really good at ping pong, okay? <laughs> <laughs> See, I hate that. I hate that because... It implies that Apom is allowed to hold two rackets, <laughs> which is not fair. As far as monkeys go, uh, Apom is, and its evolution, is uh, the least offensive ones for me. I think the least yes. offensive one is Infernape. Also, yes, that's also in the least offensive ones. All the others I pretty much hate. Yeah. Anyway. Then, when it evolves into Ambipom and it gains an Undertail, it could gain a second elemental typing. This reminds me so much. <laughs> You know that there's a team that does, like, custom forms for Pokemon, and PokeTubers use them? Yes. <laughs> there's, uh, there's this custom form, Dodrio, that has literally, like, one head is on fire, and another head is encased in a block of Oh ice. my god, yes. <laughs> and the other one is shocked, has, like, 
The hair standing uh, up. The, the, th- no, the third one is like in the middle and is regretting ever being born. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, although this is asking too much, I would like to see ambipomps that have different typings and whichever elemental typing you get would be random. No. That way you could have an ambipomp that is water electric and possibly another that is rock poison. That kind of does a play on the evolutions, but with apom. Hmm. Yeah. No, thank no, you. No, I'll stop there. We have the Pokemon's elemental monkeys already. Complicated already. enough. Yeah. Could you imagine being in team preview and just seeing Ambipom and being like, "Well, that could be anything." Right. Yeah. We already have that with Sil Valley, and it's already bad enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's like it's a cool concept that, in a very small and limited way, could be interesting. Right. But at the same time, it's a bit complicated. And also, I would like it to be on a different Pokemon than I am, because I don't like Apom. <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, anyway. Anyway, thank you for taking the time to read this email. Have a great week, the Salty Stew. Have a great weekend as well. This was a nice it email. Was. All right. The next one is going to be from uh, Hiker Craig. This is Yuju Shiro. Yes, indeed. It says, hi, Thatch and Puckle crew. I've been listening since summer of 2016, but this is my, only my second ever email for the mailbag. My first being about modding Game Boys, but that wasn't exactly a mailbag topic at the time. I felt compelled to write this one uh, this week, uh, though, as I had a couple of thoughts to add. First, I firmly believe that DB, uh, BDSP was supposed to be released in 2020. For example, look at all the decorations from World 2019, fossilized, uh, giant fossilized Bastodon on stage, Piplup and Hippopotas and the logos could be coincidental, but my bet is that the World's decorations were a solo marketing push, seen unconfirmed, until DBSP was pushed back due to COVID and Legends still had uh, to fill in somewhere between whatever 2022 game is announced, hence the January slot. Just my theory. Regardless, I'm excited for both BDSP and Legends of Arceus. That's a good theory to be. Uh, I wouldn't even. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know that BDSP was supposed to come out in 2020. I don't know that it was supposed to come out in like the normal November time slot. My, my money is that Legends Arceus was supposed to come out Christmas 2021 and that BDSP was supposed to be some like weird summer game that we got. That's my mm. theory. Yeah. It might get, de- it might got delayed in its announcement. Um, also, but yes, what, uh, what Heike Craig, uh, says is something that many companies, uh, went through where they had to push back their plans because of COVID. So it could, it's in the realm of pure reality. We just don't know if it's, if that's the case or not. Uh, continuing on. In response to the prompt, um, I think that Don Fan deserves some love, like a regional evolution or something. I may be a bit hmm. biased though, as Don Fan is my favorite. I feel like there have been a lot of Gen 5 love with the regionals, but not much in Gen 2, uh, outside of, uh, Rydeer, which is the new one coming for Legend of Arceus. Uh, right? I'm, I'm right about that, right? Weirdeer. It's called Weirdeer. Weirdeer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> which don't get me wrong. Uh, Weirdeer has me hyped, but the regional evolution of Donphan, uh, for Donphan would be pretty cool and one for Heracross. Both Pokemon, I do believe, uh, Ooh. this is just true. Speaking now that they do. Need some regionals. I want more Don fan love. Okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and see, if we're talking about Heracross, Pinsir needs some love too. He lost his mega evolution, so he needs something. I don't like Pinsir, so I'm cool with it. Like keeping the mega evolution and then the mega returning someday. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, Heracross also got a mega, which 
made it look worse. Yeah. So <laughs> a regional Heracross could be I mean, cool. They really could. Uh, I had some cool fake Dawn Fan Evolutions before the Swish uh, DLC last year, and it was always left me wanting a real one. One last thought before I go, Thatch was talking about Dayton at the beginning of the last episode. I actually just moved to Dayton area and thought we could ask advice on what would be a good place to go in the area in general and for Pokemon. I'm a casual video game player, but have been getting back to the TCG, good boy, uh, and wanted to start competing next year. I just haven't been able to find a local community to join. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thatch? There's no local community. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, so like there's there's like some I I so like when I moved here back to Dayton from Columbus, I like I was going to go like hang out and play, but they just had a vibe I didn't, didn't like. Yes. I don't also post COVID, I have no idea what it's like. Right. Things um, have I do changed. know the video game scene is like non-existent in Dayton. There was a guy that I met that was trying to spin it up and he was asking me to help him. And I was just like, I don't have time. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't help him spin it up, yeah. and uh, he never got it off the ground either. Um, it, most of the time, like what a Dayton player goes and does is like goes to Columbus or goes to Cincinnati. Mm. Um, some of them will go to Indianapolis uh, for that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's un- it's semi unfortunate, but at the same time, like Ohio has a lot of good players for VGC too. Yeah. Which is kind of mm-hmm. nuts. Um, I don't think they're doing like players cups though, or not players cups. I forget what they're called. Uh, like the little challenges. Uh, yeah, for, I don't know what premier they're challenges. That's what they're called. Um, they're not doing those right now. I don't think anyway with COVID. But maybe they're coming back like when regionals come back next year. Yeah, there's a new a whole reboot that needs to happen with the uh, uh community yeah. to start again. Mm-mm. If you really want to do that, though, you can talk to me and we'll see if we can get together. If you're a Puckalonian, we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Thanks for all you guys do. Best Hiker Craig. All right. So let's get our last email today. It's going to be from Nick, I guess, because he didn't sign it. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark Thatch and Whimsicott. Mark is not here. We have Jushiro. Mark is actually oh, going to go battle some floods. Uh, he's going to go battle some yep. floods, so he's not here right now. Uh, I had to answer this one since the prospect of regional variants has so much potential. It wouldn't shock me if the mailbag overflows today. It uh, did a little bit. Um, here's yeah. a short <laughs> list to feel free to judge my bad ideas. <laughs> Porygon. Doesn't make sense in an ancient time, so could I could imagine Porygon as a wooden toy. Oh um, my god, that would be amazing. Yeah. They could replace the hard poly- polygon edges with chisel marks and make it grass type, dual type maybe, and give it an entry about inspiring the digital version. I think that's that so is cute. great. I love it. I personally think that's what they're going to do with Voltorb. I think we'll get, like, Hisuian Voltorb in the new Pokeball. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that might happen. Uh, ooh, and then, ooh, ooh, an Origami Porygon. Ooh, that could be cool, too. That would be... Uh, we already have Kartana, yeah, though. I just don't... Beast, I, I don't like it only because, like, if you get, it, like, a Hisuian Porygon, like, you're going to assume it evolves. And then, like, I don't know, it's just got such a long evolution stage, it makes it an issue. Mm-hmm. Unless they do like uh like Hisuian uh Porygon that just doesn't evolve and it's back to the uh good old Porygon alone. You would think if you're made of wood, you wouldn't get upgrades. <laughs> so 
True. Tropius is another one. Uh, now there is now an extinct species of banana that inspired banana flavored candy. Oh yeah. I could imagine this one being monotype or ground grass. Wait, there's there's a giant store in that sentence. Uh, what? Banana flavored candy is inspired by a now extinct species of yep, banana. That is I true. want to know more about. Yeah, that. I yes. need to know more what? about that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Uh, I, I actually know about that. It was a banana. Uh, it was a sweet banana that um was very famous and it's the it's supposedly uh it tastes just like the candy whenever you buy a, a, a candy flavored banana a banana candy flavor um it's the taste of that now extinct now the problem with bananas and its uh, family like plantains is that they're very susceptible to diseases so that crop oh. of banana has suffered a huge disease um like us with covid <laughs> an outbreak uh and it completely killed off that banana it it's entirely and it's no longer available um when did this oh, happen? Oh, years ago. Uh, I don't know how long ago, but it's been quite a while. More than 50 years, I believe. I, at the very okay. least, more than that. But still, like, in the 20th century. Yeah, yeah. Something, somewhere around the early 20th century. I might be completely wrong, guys. Fact check me on that. Please go this and check. Is so but it is, yes. No, the banana, yeah. the can, That's why candy banana doesn't taste like what you would expect the banana to taste one, because the taste it's based on is extinct. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was just... We couldn't get the banana right, and it just tastes like. <laughs> nope, nope. Yep. That, yeah, it's an extinct nope. banana. It's the it's the flavor That's of amazing. a ghost banana. <laughs> wow, this oh, this is like the, the the fun and happy version of that like comic X, XKCD comic about the the flower that mimics an extinct bee. Oh, look, look it, up. it up! It's really poetic, yeah. but kind of sad. All right. Back to Tropius, though. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I could imagine this one being monotype or ground grass, suggesting that it didn't learn to fly and died off somehow. Maybe make it look like candy? (laughs) That's so cute! (laughs) Delibird, make a Krampus Delibird. Speak for (laughs) Dark, dark flying Delibird. Coal that gives coal. Its ability is something with coal. That would be great, too. Hope this wasn't too long. I'll forgive if I don't make the mailbag. Have an excellent weekend. You well, too. Well, thank you for that, Nick. I, I think he didn't just make the mailbag. I think yeah. he got the great Taurus right. <laughs> Gave a sidetrack. I mean, this one and Salty Stew did a good job, too. Yep. Uh, they both yeah, did. that's true. Both of them get it. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Nick and Salty Stew, you get that green Taurus badge. Next week, if you want to email us, I don't even know. I don't even know what to ask you. Did you like Sword and Shield? What are are your expectations? Do you have any good expectations on Diamond and Pearl? Yeah. DBS? Yeah, what do you expect from Diamond and Pearl? Depending on when they write in, they're either going to have the game or not. What what do they expect? Yeah, I like it. I like it. Good enough. If it doesn't work, Shamu is the one that suggested it, not me. (laughs) Shamu also wants to know if anybody has questions, he'll try to answer them next week on the show, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So on that note, though, if you want to, yeah, email us, pucklepodcast.gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, best way to do it is hang out with us on Discord. Just come on over. Uh, Discord, which is just pucklediscord.com. You just walk right on in, hang out with us. We party. Uh, We do giveaways. We got Christmas coming up, Advent calendar coming up, so you can participate over there. That's where all the codes will be. 
Otherwise, if you want to follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Tumblr, all those links are in our show notes. You can go ahead and uh, watch us over at YouTube, youtube.com slash Podcast. If you want to watch us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Podcast, I try to stream on Tuesdays. I know this upcoming week we're going to have Tuesday for me. Shamu's going to stream Thursday. I think I'm going to stream Friday, and it's just going to be it's going to be a crazy day. Crazy week of stream, so make sure you so Pokemon release weekend. Then the yep. game might disappoint, but the weekend won't. Exactly. <laughs> that is such a fair statement. <laughs> I'm looking for the blowback from the community on this one, uh, and then of course I'm just gonna sit in the Puckle Discord server, yeah. playing along with other people who are enjoying the it's game, gonna be a good time. and I'm gonna ignore all of the noise from the outside. Yep. It's gonna that's be how you enjoy yep. it. Uh, and mm-hmm. then on that note, uh, if you want to help support the show, you can always go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Get Pokemon giveaways like the Shiny Zashin and Zamzenta um, and whatever else we decide to give away for Pokemon of the episodes. So be sure to check those things out. Um, other than that, I guess I have been uh, Trainer Thatch. Some say I'm Lord Jashiro. And I think everyone is pretty sure I'm the fluffiest <laughs> who's good, but we'll see. Who knows? Uh, and here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.